A New Zealand man is looking to outlift the girls in Tokyo. The love boat sets sail after 15 months in dry dock. And scientists say Subway tuna contains zero tuna. These stories and many more on Headlines with Denny the Bull. Welcome to Headlines. I'm your host, Bob Nelson. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm Denny the Bull. And I'm joined in the office now studio with the woman voted America's sexiest female in the 70 to 80 pound category. It's Red Pill Jen. <laughs> wow. How you doing this evening, Denny? I'm doing good. good. I need a burger. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Get you up in that 80 to 90. Yeah. I'm also joined by a guy voted sexiest man alive by the readers of Bob Seger Illustrated. <laughs> it's Mr. Adam yeah, Joseph. I like that guy, Bob Seger. Good yeah, man. I knew you would. Mad moves. You're going to have a chance to do some more singing here in a little bit, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, good. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Let's show YouTube that we ain't getting throttled. Let's show them in the words of Braveheart and Kamala Harris. They may take our likes, but they can never take away our freedom. <laughs> <laughs> that bullshit story. All right, it's time for this week's pop culture deep thinking question. Adam Joseph. Yes. A recent article in Rolling Stone mm-hmm. talked about famous songs recorded by one artist... They were actually written by another famous artist hmm. who didn't make it into a hit themselves. Now, since we're in the home of country music here, I'll start with this example. The Patsy Cline hit song, Crazy. Do you remember how that goes? Crazy. It was written by Willie Nelson. Oh, really? That's right. Now, fast forward 30 years for another example that everyone remembers from the 90s was when Irish Baldy Locks Sinead O'Connor had a huge hit covering Prince's Nothing Compares to You. Mm. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Nothing compares to you. You didn't know he had that much talent, did you? Well, you're going to hear more. When (laughs) Prince saw the sales of that record, he looked at O'Connor and he said, nine ball in the corner pocket. (laughs) That was because of her white shaved head, which resembled a cue ball. But there are other examples of big hits that you, Adam, may not know belong to someone else. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Well, the first one's easy. Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers were Islands in the Stream in 1982. But that hit song was actually written by, any guesses, Jen? Oh, I want to say, um, The Bee Gees. <laughs> yes, the disco dandies delivered Dolly a delightful dance hit. Congratulations 19- on spitting that one out. That's right. For someone now, who couldn't say third a minute ago. You know Dolly returned the favor, I'm right? sure she did, yeah. When her famous I Will Always Love You was covered by Whitney Houston. The late great, yes. For her 92 film, the bodyguard. Now, Houston apparently took all the money she made on that song and spent all of it on drugs and lots of them. Mm-hmm. Apparently not a plumber. Too soon? <laughs> Too no. soon. Okay. Yeah. No? Okay. Now, have you heard of Kelly Clarkson? I sure have. Remember her breakout song, Breakaway? I think so. I I, I know some of her other hits, but I don't think I you know Breakaway. You can't sing that one for us? No, I don't know if I know Breakaway. Well, that song was written by emo queen Avril Lavigne. Really? For the movie Princess Diaries, too. As you recall, the Princess Diaries was the story of Meghan Merkel and all the oppressive racism <laughs> she wrong, encountered wrong. at Windsor Castle. Wrong, wrong movie. Oh, okay. She put it all in a diary. Mm-hmm. The Temptations' My Girl. My Girl, My mm-hmm. Girl. It was written by Smokey Robinson. <laughs> And speaking of Smokies, mm-hmm. Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire We Didn't Start the Fire mm-hmm, was definitely not written by Smokey the Bear, who reminded the rock superstar that only he can prevent forest fires. <laughs> you got to have bear jokes. Oh, yeah. I just can't get enough of them. Always. The Bangles had a huge hit with Manic Monday. 
Just another manic Monday. Which was written by rock royalty, Prince. Ah. Prince was going to record it with Apollonia, but he thought it was too similar to his previous hit, Let's Go Manic. Let's Go Manic. I think okay. that's it. Yeah. Now, do you remember let's the UB40 crazy. hit? Oh, that's, that's Go Crazy. Red, Red Wine. Do you remember of that? Yeah, yeah. Red, Red Wine. I am so glad he's here. Because I could not do what he's doing. I could. And yeah, did you know that song was written by Neil Diamond? I did yes. not know that. Mm-hmm. And he actually recorded it, though. Neil Diamond did record it. Oh, he did record yes, it? He did. It must not have been a hit. It wasn't his best. Okay. Yeah. Now, he often lent his material to other bands, such as the Monkees, oh. who had a smash hit with I'm a Believer. I'm a Believer. After they saw her face, right? Yeah. Now, that's right. It was written by Neil Diamond as well. Who, that one I knew. He recorded okay. that song, too. And do you recall the Rolling Stones' dark and brooding Paint It Black? Oh, God, yeah. What? Yeah, that wasn't written Paint by Neil Diamond. Black. I didn't think no, so. No, no. Yeah. But their song, I Want to Be Your Man, was written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Ooh. Did you know that? The Beatles wrote a song for the Stones? I did not. I, that's mm-hmm. actually kind of surprising. That's why we're here. Yeah. yeah. Lastly, speaking of Neil Diamond's, Rihanna's hit, Diamonds. Shine no. bright like a diamond. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> it was that. written by pop star Sia. Oh, you know I, Sia? I love Shandy. Sia. She's, She's the one that's always got her face covered. Yes. Yeah. With her hair like cousin. She says Aunt. she doesn't like fame, but yet I, she doesn't. I she she likes that New money. New Zealand, right? Is that where she's I believe from? so. Yeah. Yeah. See, there. I never understood it until I saw her face. Now I'm a believer, just like the <laughs> yeah, monkey. There it is. I'm just kidding. I couldn't well, pick her out of a lineup. But apparently she doesn't like her looks, which reminds me of when I got my senior pictures taken. Jen, did I ever tell you about when I got my senior pictures taken? You know, I don't think you did. Well, it was pretty rough. I wanted to hide my face like Sia. Mm-hmm. See, I'd gotten sprayed by a skunk while hunting, and I shaved my head because I couldn't get the smell out of my hair. Okay, And I had a black eye from a fight after a football game. I had a pimple on my nose the size of a volcano. I had a cut on my lip from shaving. I had a hickey on my neck, two ears full of wax. I still had my dorky braces on. Rough Just a week. mess. Just a it was mess. a mess. Rough so anyway, I, I went through with getting my senior pictures taken anyway. They were so bad. I looked so damned ugly in those photos, Jen. <laughs> that I decided to bury them in my backyard. Oh, yeah? That's right. I actually dug a hole and buried my senior pictures. But about a year later, I had a dog. He went out, and this is how bad these pictures were. Oh, okay. Mm. My dog was sniffing around. He dug up these photos. Okay, he took one look at them. He put them back in the hole and buried them back. <laughs> That's how ugly I was in my senior At least he didn't pee on him first. I should have covered my face like Marcus Sia. territory. <laughs> so anyway, if you know of any other hit songs written by one artist, recorded by another, Comment your comment in the comments, and you'll be in the running to get an autographed copy of Mayor Pitts's new biography, Jack and Taxes, yes. <laughs> with forwards by a couple bankers turned councilmen here in Clarksville. More news on that later. All right. It's time for our weekly Rushmore segment, Jen. Yes, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. So this segment is brought to you by the Axe Throwing Place. You can come check out the new Kegerator, and also they've got Thirsty Thursdays going on with $2 beer specials. They are located across from the new Publix in Sango at 592 Fire Station Road. You can find them on Facebook. Call 931-919-9116 or visit them at theaxethrowingplace.com. All right, very good. Yes, yeah, so our Rushmore of last week was for the greatest country music stars. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty impressed with. I'm pretty impressed here. All right, all right. We got Johnny Cash, of course. Yeah, Hank Williams, mm-hmm. junior or senior? Um, just I think senior because it just says Hank Williams. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's technically three of them. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, George Strait, my favorite, King George, and Willie Nelson. All, all right. right, no wait a minute. Hank beats out Dolly. Yeah, and it's all men. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't think there are a lot of country music folks watching us right now, and we've got to do something about that. I'm giving my home state of Wyoming a bad rap right now, (laughs) all right? 
So this week, we're asking you, the bull core viewers of headlines, to give us the Mount Rushmore of who you want to see as a new Victoria's Secret model. <laughs> as you know, they've laid off all their angels, and they're looking for just some regular folk. Yeah. So I say we give them to them. Now, I've already got one locked in, just so you can... You know, you can all pick the other three to go along with our but local. There's, there's four of us right here. Yeah, but. You don't uh, get more average and ordinary. We have a local Instagram supermodel <laughs> named Ashley. She's yeah. a lock. All right? Definitely a lock. Yeah. Well, we all knew that. You know, she was dressed as an angel on Padula's show. She sure Friday, was. Helping Russ Nowak with his tricks. And he was good. He was. He's a magician, by the way, folks. Yeah, my eyes were, uh, yeah, holy mother smacking babies. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Jen, do we have any fan mail? We do, thank goodness. And I'm going to go ahead and give my weekly apology to Ashley. I'm sorry, Ashley. <laughs> so Lee from Russellville says that he listens to the show on Spotify and missed Adam's big prediction until he saw it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. So he asks if Adam makes regular predi predictions and what some of them may be. That's true. Hmm. I actually do make predictions. I'm starting to make predictions. I think that's just going to be a new weekly thing for me. Well, I see it right there. Uh, yes. Uh, my prediction this week <laughs> is I believe Marvel Phase 4 is going to make the same profit as Phase 3. Mm. There's some good movies coming out in Phase 4. So, Well, I'm, I like really Phase excited. 1. Phase 1, it was good. I mean, it's the original. I was all in for Phase 1, but uh, I'd like to make a big prediction. That Headlines is going to get bigger and bigger. Because we offer an alternative to the partisan late shows that all suck King Kong balls. You know that? I miss that movie. Jen, have you ever set aside a moment of your day, just taken a break in your busy schedule to just think, in a, just think about how big King Kong's balls must be? You know, I haven't, but I will now. Imagine a hundred foot ape, a gorilla like yeah. King Kong, walking down Franklin Street, crushing everything in its path. You know what I have wondered? Imagine, Jen. Yeah. Looking up at this naked 10-story monster and going, holy crap, look at the size of the balls on that <laughs> monkey. I mean, Adam, why has no King Kong film, and there have been many, why have none of them addressed this? Maybe right? King Kong's a female. They're sexist. Come on. <laughs> I think they established in Skull Island it was a male. Here's the thing, though, with Godzilla, right? It's, it's the lizard. Lizards, yeah. well, a lot of reptiles have hemipenes. Google it. Okay. Now that's a question for you. All right. Well, there was a lot of pronouns in Skull Island, including he and him. Him. All right. So it is a man gorilla. And I'll tell you, that's what I'd be running and screaming from. Oh, yeah. A 15-foot gorilla sack. You don't want that banana to Maybe he's neutered, and that's why he's so upset all the time. That's how you bring him down, Jen. If I'm the Army General, I'd be like, Lieutenant, aim all rockets at that gorilla's nuts. I repeat, direct all fire at that monkey's balls. That'll knock him off Good that direction. Empire That'll statement. do it. <laughs> That's right. That'll knock him off those buildings. All right, before we go to headlines, let's cut to a message from one of our sponsors. Hi, everybody. Denny the Bull here from the new show Headlines with Denny the Bull. Today I'd like to talk about a new book I just read during a flight from Nashville to Vegas. It's by a local author, and it's called Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob, The Last Resort Escort Service. You can get the book on Amazon, on Goodreads, or Dorrance Publishing, or wherever books are sold online. If you're looking for a book with romance that's provocative and exciting, this is the perfect book. It's a quick read. It's like Fifty Shades, only written from the male point of view. It's a story of four male escorts and their manager, and it's written as a series of journal entries, like diary entries. It tells all of their adventures with women who have hired them for companionship. <laughs> I couldn't put the book down. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know if these stories are real, but they certainly read that way. There's no other book like it. Again, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob, The Last Resort Escort Service. It's written by local author Eldon Parker. 
Go to Amazon.com and order your copy today. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob. Thank you. All right, it's time for Headlines News You Can Use with Red Pill Jen. Bring it on, Jen. All right, here we go. The Royal Caribbean launched its first cruise ship in 15 months this week. The Freedom of the Seas cruise is operating as a, quote, simulated voyage. Did you say the free domain for disease? I did not. Oh. Yeah. Well, the Freedom of the Seas... Is running the test cruise at roughly 15% of its 45,000 passenger capacity with employees and their adult plus ones all cruising for free on a two-night trip to the Bahamas. The stipulation, all passengers must be fully vaccinated and must still wear a mask while on board. Carolina Jimenez, one of the non-employee passengers, said, quote, I feel really safe with my mask. I am vaccinated everyone's vaccinated so i feel really good about it well nasa is not missing carolina jimenez no she's definitely a member of the gump family yes very (laughs) i feel really safe with my mask i'm vaccinated everyone's vaccinated but we're still wearing masks even though we're rubbing buttholes to belly buttons for 48 hours and breathing the same air all day where'd they find her the guinness book of dumbasses for real and and cruise ships are cesspools for germs anyway exactly you're already on water what is the point of a two-day cruise what does that accomplish where are they cruising get you drunk is someone gonna get sick and die after one day smelling farts from someone infected (laughs) with covid those bathrooms are not that big on those ships i mean really what's the freaking point of this i could see a week-long cruise and then you wait two weeks to see if any of the 650 people People are infected afterwards, but they've already announced that they're running a normal cruise starting yesterday, mm-hmm. the, the 26th. So they run this test cruise on June 20th for two days. We'll find out absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. and then we'll run a regular cruise on June 26th, which was yesterday. What a stupid thing to do. What a dumb stunt. I swear to God, we're just getting stupider and stupider as a country, mm-hmm. Jay. Yeah, especially because it's 15% capacity. Of yeah. The, so what's, I mean, I'm not And then they're going right to 100. 15% of 4,500 is roughly... 650. 650. Yeah. So 600, 650 people. And by the way, when I saw the photos online and the passengers getting on this boat, yeah. They're all employees and their mistresses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're all these dumpy-looking bald dudes and smoking hot blondes with them. It's pretty hilarious. All these old fat guys wearing sunglasses with their masks up to their eyeballs <laughs> alongside these young hotties. Sunglasses is, all foggy. You can't. See it was anything. literally the the love boat. It was, uh, yeah. The love <laughs> So just to remind, he can't stop singing. Uh-huh. I, I tell you what, I discovered something today. He actually did a good job singing that stuff. He's now, still just, in the vibe today. I am. When mm-hmm. I was a little boy... I heard about what was supposed to be just a three-hour boat tour. Mm, really? Okay, this is two days. I heard about a three-hour tour from Honolulu, okay, with a two-man crew and five passengers. Mm. They ran into a typhoon and were shipwrecked on an uncharted <laughs> island somewhere in the Pacific for like 15 years. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the skipper and his first mate, oh. those people would have died. Wait, wait, wasn't, wasn't that the plot to a television show? Back in the I'm pretty sure. Th- I, I'm pretty sure that was U five seven one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starring Gilligan. So you better watch <laughs> out. And, you know, I'd like to send our writers to that freaking <laughs> island for that joke. I agree with you there. Well, pop star Billie Eilish is apologizing for mouthing a racial slur after old video footage of her went viral on TikTok. The footage in question dates from when she was 14 years old and consists of several clips that have been edited together. Describing one of the clips, Eilish says, quote, I mouthed a word from a song that, at the time, I did not know was a derogatory term used against members of the Asian community, end quote. Eilish continued by saying, quote, I am appalled and embarrassed and want to barf 
that I ever mouthed along to that word. So she says she was singing along with a song that had an anti-Asian slur in it. Yes. And she didn't realize it was a naughty word at 14. At 14 years not old. Not four, 14, yeah, 14 when she was mouthing the lyrics. See, I listened to that song too, Adam. It was Reba McIntyre's That's the Night That the Japs Attacked Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh, God. You remember, remember that, that song? Can you, song. Sing, can you sing that one? Uh, no, I cannot. Oh, okay. I don't want, I don't want it, uh, us he's to not get trying to be, He's not I, trying to be Eilish. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a slur either. But you know what? I give Billy a lot of credit for the maturity she has and for a very great composed apology. She said that, quote, regardless of my ignorance and age at the time, nothing excuses the fact that it was hurtful. And for that, I am sorry. And then she added, also hurtful, those two atomic bombs we dropped. Sorry (laughs) about those two. My bad. But I like Billie Eilish. I couldn't name a single song of hers if you paid me a million dollars. I don't even know what kind of music she does. I'm still listening to 80s rock, and the last concert I went to was Alice Cooper. But again, she's learning to apologize extremely well. She's made her teacher very proud. Of course, her teacher is Dr. John Cena of the University of Asian Ass Kissing Los Angeles. <laughs> oh. That's U-A-A-K-L-A for those of you. Yeah, nice. I never saw him in class, though. Yeah. You can never see him in class. Yeah. All right. You know what, Jen? What's that? I'm going to need you to, uh, I think I'm going to need you to hand me the phone. <laughs> you please. think so? Yeah. yeah. I knew this was coming. You knew I, it was I coming. was waiting. I'm working. Yeah. All right. Okay. This call to the writer's room is brought to you by Moth to a Flame Candles. Go on Facebook, visit Moth to a Flame, and look at their amazing selection of candles. Or tell them the sense that you're looking for. I got a candle for my mom on Mother's Day. She loved it. Visit Moth to a Flame on Facebook. Okay, let's call Timmy and Jimmy. All right? Make sure you hit the right one. Mm -hmm. Not security. Right. All right. Yes, writer's room, please. Yes, I'll hold. Hello, writing staff. On uh, page two, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, on page two, you had me say out loud a very harmful Asian slur. Mm-mm-mm. No, not Chinaman. No, not that one. Oh, God, not that one. You had me say, Jap, on the air. Do you two idiots realize what you've done? Do you know how many Japanese people we have here living in Middle Tennessee? Oh, oh really? That's all? <laughs> huh. Well, regardless, it wasn't very nice. So you two dummies better shape up, or I will take you back to where I found you. Do you remember that? Unemployed in Greenland? <laughs> All right. There you go. you yeah. tell him, you take it. The ironic part is Jimmy is uh, part Korean. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In another story involving a famous pop star, hashtag Free Britney made the rounds this week as the conservatorship drama involving Britney was once again thrust into the limelight. For those not in the loop, Spears has been in a controversial arrangement overseen by her father, Jamie Spears, since 2008. Britney's father has near total control over her $80 million estate, her schedule, and even her love life. You know, I used to have a major problem with my father as well. Yeah. And I was probably 30 years old. It took 30 years before I stood up to him. And I told him that either he's going to treat me with dignity and respect and treat me like a man or I'm moving out. (laughs) I told him I'm out of here. You got to just lay it down sometimes, Denny. Lay down the law. Mm-hmm. Well, at a hearing in front of a Los Angeles Superior Court judge on Wednesday, Brittany broke her silence and accused her father of abusive acts like putting her on lithium against her will, not allowing her to either marry or have children. In fact, she says her father forces her on IUD birth control and routinely sets her schedule at seven days a week. She compared her workload to, quote, sex trafficking. Hmm. 
You know who the silent villain in this story is, right? It's her sister. And this is not a joke. No, her it's sister, not. Jamie, Jamie Lynn. Jamie yeah. Lynn Spears, yep. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Jamie Lynn is the trustee over Britney's That's estate, right. which is called SJB Trust. And she said nothing about Britney's remarks in court. In fact, she disabled the comments on her Instagram afterwards. So it sounds like Jamie Lynn is in cahoots with the old man after whom she is named. Yeah. Now, my parents set up a trust fund for me, so I know all about this. Right, they set up yeah. a trust fund for me. After they pass away, they call it the GTBW Trust. Oh, really? It's only got enough money in it for me to buy clothes at Goodwill, eat at Taco Bell, and buy groceries at Walmart. That's all you need, I oh, guess. Hence, hence, the, hence the acronym GTBW. Okay. Well, I think it's all terrible, possibly even more terrible than a Britney Spears live album. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the girl can't sing, but she was pretty hot back in the day before the plastic surgery i mean why do yeah, you need plastic looks like, surgery at like 30 what is she she's my age like 40 yeah, years old she uh, she looks 40 i think she's like 37 or 38 yeah. though like she's she got the joker smile on that but uh she doesn't deserve this that's no, for sure that's not for shaving her head and yelling at paparazzi if that qualifies as needing your daddy for conservatorship someone please call alec baldwin's daddy <laughs> yes and get him a conservative and please. david hasselhoff yeah, yeah. Well, a lab analysis of Subway tuna sandwiches failed to identify any any tuna DNA. The New York Times reported this week, a reporter for the paper acquired more than 60 inches worth of the franchise's seafood subs from three separate locations, then took the specimens to a fish testing lab. Researchers were unable to pinpoint any species. The New York Times have been pretty busy lately because they also had a a lab analysis of AOC's brain, and it failed to identify any brain. You know, they were unable to pinpoint a species, but they were able to pinpoint where that rotten smell of old fish was coming from. Oh, yeah. It's coming from that bag of fish sandwiches that damn newspaper guy brought in three days ago. You know, Adam, in related news, reporting from his cell on Shutter Island, a maximum security prison. Yeah. You ever heard of that place? Uh, It's a dangerous place. You don't want to be there. Yeah. Uh, Former Subway spokesman Jared Vogel. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was told about the 60 inches of tuna, and he said that he gets about 60 inches worth a week from his cellmate. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's about six inches, about ten times a week. Now, now right? is that without cheese? Yeah. Now, oh, Jen, do you remember I, Jared from Subway? I do, I do. He's that kid who was really fat and lost weight eating Subway. Presumably. Yeah. Did all those commercials with celebrities, and yeah. then it was discovered that he also had a workout routine, which mm-hmm. helped him you know, balance both diet and exercise. Unfortunately, his workout routine involved having sex with unage underage hookers yeah exactly and when i say underage i mean like 14 year olds very young mm-hmm. let's, let's call a spade he a spade he's a he pedophile also, he also had it on his computer so i mean in fact the truly true story is so explicit i can't discuss it here because my dear sweet mother watches the show and i don't want her to get upset Good but call. anyway old jared got life in prison so subway really makes great decisions and that's why <laughs> i go to firehouse you know subway has twenty-two thousand locations and they're getting sued because their portions are misrepresentative here. They because are. their meat's too small there. Same reason I got divorced twice. My meat was too small. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And their footlongs tend to be closer to 11 inches. Jen, have you ever been told you were about to get a footlong and found out it was really only 11 inches? And I have, and it's incredible. From Subway. Disappointing. From I, Subway. I, I have, right. and it's very disappointing. All right. Well, God forbid anyone analyzes Subway's meatball sandwich. Good <laughs> God. I can only imagine what's in that thing. Don't even think about the hand. I think we'll the New York that. Times, Jen, should do their next analysis. Yeah of how many chips are in a bag of potato chips. Now that would be an yeah. interesting study. It's like 2080. It's like half full. It's like yeah. So yeah. much air. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there was a tragedy in Surfside, Florida, when a high-rise of condominiums collapsed in the early morning hours on Thursday. The structure was reportedly sinking under its own weight for decades, but the actual building, quote, recertification inspections are only required every 40 years, a law that will undoubtedly be revised after this. You know, I heard the housing market was collapsing in Florida, but this is ridiculous. Uh, (laughs) Hashtag too soon. Well, the condos were home to a diverse array of foreign nationals and immigrants along with their families. As of this live stream, approximately 125 of the residents have been accounted for, but the search continues for others. It's a terrible thing, and I hesitate to joke about it, but I also cannot help but joke about human behavior that doesn't make sense. And almost all of our headlines revolve around stupid human behavior Uh, or misdirected human behavior. It's funny how that works. (laughs) And building a high-rise on top of sand just doesn't make sense. I mean, listen to the Sunday school song. The wise man built his house upon the rock. Do you know that song? You're the singer. (laughs) The wise man built his house upon the rock. I don't know. I don't know that one. I rarely went to Sunday school. (laughs) You know, I had a chance to invest in those condos. Oh, yeah? When they were, they were, when they were being built. Yeah. yeah, that was back in 1981. I was a very young investor. <laughs> yeah. And I was scared off by the name Quicksand Condos, I just got to tell <laughs> you. you know, when you hear that condo prices are dropping, you have to be careful they didn't say the condos are dropping. Yeah. yeah it's the fine print. Which they will yeah. if you build them on sand. <laughs> Sink <laughs> you know, your teeth into these prices. There are many survivors of this, and some said that it felt like being on an amusement park ride as the building collapsed is that true well i've never been on universal sinkhole the ride yeah <laughs> i haven't been on tower terror though yeah so it's, it's probably pretty similar i i'd assume there was a quote actually in the paper down in miami they said quote we use nothing but the highest possible quality materials said the developer of the project popsicle stick homes <laughs> <laughs> now that here's a tip for builders right. all right quit using cheap cardboard crap to build houses yeah. all right like all the ones popping up around here every week like my aunt's house where she broke a hole in her drywall with her freaking elbow she's 74 years old she's five to 100 pounds she busted a hole in her drywall with her elbow so you can bet a strong woman yeah that there are some pretty nervous developers in florida right now i would assume so especially the ceo of matchstick manners <laughs> i'm just saying like the, in that area too like with the bad material you use to build that building on top of the weather you get down there there's mm-hmm. going to be some structural damage altogether from both combinations yeah oh yeah all right that's all the jokes i'm going to do on that if you would like <laughs> to donate to hope help the folks in florida you can do so at the surfside hardship fund they are on PayPal. Or you can donate to the Greater Miami Jewish Federation via check. Just look either of them up online for more details and donate if you can. We had some fun, but let's be serious. This was tragic, and let's help them out. Okay, Very what else is in so. the headlines? Jim? All right, so NBC News reported that a petition to cancel James Corden's Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts segment on the CBS The Late Late Show has amassed nearly 40,000 signatures after TikTok and Instagram influencer Kim Sayera said that the segment ridicules traditionally Asian food. Sayera announced that supporters can join an event outside Corden's studio in Los Angeles on Thursday to eat Asian food and protest for a change to the show. Mm. 40,000 signatures equals .00012 of the U.S. population, or basically one one-hundredth of a percent. Yeah. And I'm guessing that Kim's little rally is going to draw about five people. Probably. To it, yeah. Give or take. So they can just order one pint of the Asian food. So. Yeah. 
Anyway, the segment has been on the show for five years and asks celebrities to either answer uncomfortable questions or, quote, eat whatever disgusting food is before them, end quote. Placards in front of plates have of food have included beef tongue, chicken feet, and bird saliva, all of which Sayera says she eats with her family. Sayera, by the way, is part Filipina and part Chinese American. And all liar. Yeah, she's fifty percent of those and one hundred percent bullshitter. <laughs> she does not eat any of those things, nor does anyone on the show. Do you know why? Because none of those things are actually on the show. <laughs> For example, they will put quote red hot sauce Jello yeah. in front of a plate of red Jello. Okay. Guess what? It's just red Jello. I want to know where they're getting the bird saliva. Exactly. <laughs> the the yeah, producers. They, they'll put they'll oh, put a sign that says crushed moose gonads do you think they go to a market and buy moose balls no because no such market exists <laughs> they go to the fields yeah they're right sure they it's, do. it's they, like the old fear factor shtick you know where they would do the quote hundred year old eggs and it's mm-hmm. not i mean yeah it, it'll be balls. like crushed breath mints or something, something right yeah. they just say it's something it's not it's all an yeah. illusion it's yep. all fake so having outrage over a fake segment with fake props is thoroughly stupid, mm-hmm. which is why Corden and CBS didn't respond because they know it's BS. Now, do you want to see something real? I do. Okay. This phone is real. Okay, this is a real phone. All right. He, he just now, teleported it from Adam. Adam's yeah. beard is real. Yeah. Very real. Jen's tattoos, real. Yeah. Nothing about this story is real. The guests on the show pretend they take a drink of rabbit piss and then they go, Ooh. do you think Harry Styles really drank rabbit piss? I'm going to say no. And where exactly did they get the rabbit piss? You see what I'm saying? It was lemonade, but Harry played along for laughs. Here's what's going to happen. Corden is going to have to admit it's all bullshit. That's the sad part of this. Like when Vince McMahon had to finally admit that WWE was staged. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. It was unnecessary, right? For most of us, it was sad. But when stupid people get power, when idiots are listened to, that's what happens. You ruin the fun for everybody, Jen. You do. You just can't have fun anymore. Mm-mm. You know what else is not real on that show? The comedy. <laughs> True dad. Well, John McAfee was found dead in a Spanish prison cell on Wednesday morning. That is so sad. I remember all those great matches between him and Jimmy Connors uh, back in the day at the U.S. Open at Wimbledon, then against Bjorn Borg. That's yeah, when it's, tennis it's a, was really great. I, it, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not John McEnroe. It's John McAfee. Yeah. Oh. McAfee, yeah. yes. Oh. McAfee, the eccentric antivirus software pioneer who lived on the lam for many years, has ties to Tennessee. In 2020, a 10-count indictment filed in the Western District of Tennessee accused him of evading taxes on millions of dollars in income from 2014 to 2018. What the hell is the Western District of Tennessee? That sounds like Hunger Games stuff. (laughs) You just say Memphis or something. Right, right. right. Well, officials in Barcelona say that McAfee hanged himself in his cell and that there were no signs of foul play. The 75-year-old tech tycoon was awaiting extradition to the United States to face criminal charges. In a prophetic and somewhat cryptic move, McAfee in 2019 posted on social media that, quote, U.S. officials intended to kill him and make it look like a suicide, end quote. He continued by writing at the time, quote, if I suicide myself, I didn't. I was whacked. So this guy avoided millions in tax Mm -hmm. money, as opposed to Jeff Bezos, who evades taxes on billions of dollars (laughs) of income legally. So that's fair. So the folks in Barcelona confirmed via their newspaper that there were no signs of foul play. McAfee very clearly threw a sheet 
over the pipe in the ceiling of his cell before duct taping his mouth shut, tying both hands behind his back, and jumping off a maintenance stepladder that happened to be in his cell. Hmm. Right? Nothing to see here. So talking to reporters from his new residence in the seventh circle of hell, Jeffrey Epstein apparently said, this looks fishy. Yeah. Yeah. There's something going on here. You know, it's too bad that McAfee couldn't figure out how to stop the coronavirus since he's such an expert at stopping viruses. Mm. You know, I've never liked the guy. His software didn't stop me from getting barraged with spam pop-ups every time I got on Mr. Skin back in the day. Yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> or last night. Damn line wire. I hate to make fun of this situation, but if you Google him, he was nuttier than a Chinese chicken salad. Apparently, he bilked some Bitcoin investors out of like $13 million dollars. And he was a conspiracy theorist. He mm. believed in UFOs. He believed he was going to be trapped in Cuba by nefarious forces. He believed that his Spanish prison cell was like a room at the Hilton. And most incredibly, he believed Joe Biden got 10 million more votes than Barack Obama. <laughs> I mean, how do you believe this stuff? No, if you look at the pictures, though, he was pretty eccentric. Very. He did get the tattoo on his arm while in prison Yes, that said whacked. Well, that's what you With do. a dollar sign. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, he then hung himself. It makes sense. So no, it doesn't. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the world's oldest living male gorilla just turned 60 this week at Zoo Atlanta. Ozzy has more than 20 descendants that span three generations. And he didn't pay a penny in child support for any of them. Freaking <laughs> deadbeat dad. Bastard. Well, Ozzy lives in a habitat specifically designed for elderly gorillas, along with three female friends, all in their 40s and 50s. For his birthday, caretakers gave him a multi-tiered ice cake full of frozen fruit and other items. Mostly judging from the, yeah, judging from the picture, I'd say Ozzy was hoping for a young 20-year-old gorilla to bust out of that cake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of like on that cruise. Yeah, poor yeah. dude's been stuck with a bunch of old biddies. Now, Jen, when you said he lives with three female friends yeah. in their 40s and 50s, you are talking about apes, correct? I would assume so, yeah. Because that'd be weird. I don't. You need to talk to, to the writers about that because they weren't clear on my script. I think I've seen that sitcom before. Yeah. It's great. You know, Ozzy got <laughs> the cake. Sheen. Ozzy got the cake he wanted, and that was good. But he didn't get that special edition Skull Island Blu-ray he was hoping nah, for. Shame. Poor guy. That was a good movie, too. So Ozzy took a look at that big, fancy cake, and he thought to himself, you know, you didn't have to do that. You could have just given me a couple bananas. You didn't have to go to all that trouble. <laughs> now, do you remember Coco, the gorilla who could do sign language? Yes, oh, yeah. I do. You remember Coco? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently, they tried to teach Ozzy also how to sign. Oh, yeah? How'd that work out? Well, they would demonstrate how to sign I love in you mm -hmm. to him. Do either of you know how to sign that? I do. Um, you do? You want me to yeah. spell it or, or yeah, sign it out? Yeah, yeah. we'll so just do it. I-L-O-B-E-Y-O-U, or you can just say, okay. I love you. Yeah. Okay, all right. So they tried to get him to sign that, and in return, he would demonstrate how to scratch his nuts. <laughs> Smart <laughs> Didn't work out. So I do wonder a couple things. First, does Ozzy even know what a birthday is? I'm thinking not. And second, how does Ozzy stack up against Joe Biden in the cognition department? Hmm. That's a very good question. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Joe, uh, President Biden, guess what time it is? I hear the music. There it is. It's Biden time. Uh, Most popular president in U.S. history. Ten million more votes than Barack Obama. <laughs> Allegedly. That's right. President Joe Biden said at the White House that insurrectionists would need a lot more than guns to take on the U.S. government. Biden was responding to Second Amendment activist contention that the right to bear arms is partially in place to keep the government from overreaching its authority. Biden was discussing the subject because of the increase in gun crime and murder rates in America's biggest cities. 
Biden was saying that despite his attempts to make black and white people hate each other more than at any time in American history, mm-hmm. black-on-black murder still dominates the crime stats across the country. Mm. So apparently, despite his pushing critical race theory and appointing all minorities to cabinet posts and making new holidays, he just can't force all black people to love each other. No. Imagine that. Or all white people to love each other. He just can't mandate it as well as Barack Obama did. Because if you remember Obama, you, you might yeah. not be... You might be too young. Barely, but barely. Things were perfect back then. Of course. I was around that. There was no crime. There was no murder. Everybody had a job. Everybody yeah. had health care. And then the Russians stole the election for Trump and he ruined everything. Gosh, Even Disney World closed. It's ridiculous. Well, mm. critics fired back that President Trump's. Are pre- <laughs> Look what you got me doing. Wait, yeah, you got say Trump that again. On the brain. Say, that, on the- say that again. I love no, it. No, no, <laughs> negative, negative. Big critics league. fired back that President Biden's remark undercut claims by his fellow Democrats that America almost lost its democracy in the January 6th Capitol riot when hundreds of unarmed Trump supporters stormed the Congress. Allegedly. Yeah, first it Biden <laughs> first Biden killed the Me Too movement, yeah, right? Yeah. Now he's killed the rhetoric about January 6th being an insurrection. Dude just said you'd need more than an AR-15 to take over the government. You know, uh, we've got nukes. We've got if actually that's more Trump than Biden. That's a Love bad. It, that's yeah. a bad Biden. I, I got to work on. But anyway, he basically just said We've got nukes. We've got F-15s. We've got the 101st Airborne and Joe Padula. So good luck overthrowing the government. And then that little 10-watt light bulb started to flicker in the back of his head. (laughs) And he remembered, oh, crap. We said that a bunch of unarmed looters almost destroyed our democracy worse than Japanese warplanes, worse than Al-Qaeda, worse than presidential assassins. Oh, crap. I just gave up the game. (laughs) Now, did you hear that whispering thing, by the way, when he was talking about this? Did you hear the whispering thing? What are you talking about? Yeah, he was whispering. Did you see that? I, I read about it, yeah. I signed the bill. Trillion dollars pay the more. It was very creepy. Maybe he needed a halls. And if I'd have been the reporter holding the mic, because yeah, remember while he's talking, the reporter's yeah, got the right. mic. Yeah. I would have said, "You're demented. <laughs> you belong in an old folks' home." I probably gone. We're on the fifteenth green, and Joe's about to butt. <laughs> I see dead. Now, when it comes to government, I think we've forgotten something here. Oh, okay, yeah. what's that? Our thirteen states, Jen. Yeah. were separate colonies. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did. They had different people from different places. They did different things. They had different laws. They wrote different constitutions. And I'm talking way back, mm-hmm. even predating 1776. So we declare independence. Then the founding fathers said that in order for all of us to not have to pay taxes across the pond, in order to be considered a separate country entirely, that our states would have to unite. Mm-hmm. Now, this spawned debate. Hence the Federalist Papers. We'll have a common currency. We'll build roads to join us. We'll have a national capital in Washington. And we'll build an army to defend all of us. But the federal government won't interfere with you that much. Mm -hmm. You'll all have representatives at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. We'll all be one big happy family, but you can all have your own state governments as well. And if you need something, if we have to do something as a nation, we'll do it together. We'll get everyone off the farm, bring their guns, and have a meeting. Think about how far we've come from then when we became the United States. Just think about that. When Joe Biden and Kamala try to pass laws to make all elections federal, Mm -hmm. which they've never been in the history of this country, or raise everybody's taxes, or make people in Tennessee have to follow the lead of New York City. Just think about that 240 years ago, what the federal government was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be like the fire department. Yeah. 
big government, don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. what it was supposed to be. Exactly. Well, speaking of the federal government, former President Donald Trump was in the news this week, as many are crediting him with getting Vice President Kamala Harris to the southern border, perhaps even quicker than she expected. Quicker than never? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. It's pretty fast. Well, Trump was scheduled to make a visit to the border along with Texas Governor Greg Abbott on June 30th when Harris, who has avoided the border crisis for three months since being assigned to solve it, decided to visit on June 25th. Trump said that Harris was only making the trip for optics that she couldn't allow him to visit first. Well, she was busy booking her flight to Europe. That's what she was trying to do. Yeah, which the folks at Snopes should tell you is 100% true, Mm -hmm. by the way. You know... President Trump has a way of speaking hard truths that are often pretty hilarious. He basically revealed what I knew for a long time, that the mainstream media is there to manufacture consent and bullshit the American public (laughs) into following the establishment narrative. He called them fake news, News. right? And he was right. You are fake news. That is one thing even I I have to agree with, yeah. Right. He's also only the second president to ever utter the words military-industrial complex while in office. (laughs) And the first one was the guy who coined the phrase, Dwight Eisenhower. (laughs) So unfortunately, he also has a knack for following a truth with a little bit of a stretch, with maybe a falsity, as with the statement he made about this. Okay, so June 23rd, he wrote that Harris and Biden were given the strongest border in American history. Now, that could very well be true. We don't know, yeah. Okay, but then he followed it up by saying that now we have the worst border in American history. Now, (laughs) I I think the Texans of 1848 might argue that one, (laughs) as would the feds trying to keep Al Capone from getting Canadian liquor across the northern border. our riding team. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I'm not sure about that. However, so Harris finally got to El Paso, which, by the way, Adam, I don't know if you know this, but that is Spanish for pass, go, collect $200. Yeah, do, do not go to jail. (laughs) And she called for an end to the political finger pointing over who's to blame for all this immigration. Of course, she spent four full years pointing the blame at Republicans. Republicans, So now I guess it's their turn. So NPR reported that Harris toured a U.S. Customs facility and she met with staff and five migrant girls ages 9 to 16. Now, this person, this sociopath, phony, fake, fraud, know nothing more. And I'm talking about our vice president. Yeah, I was I'm sorry. Say, Wait a minute. Who I, I are we talking, talking about? I wasn't talking about myself. About. I'm talking about her. Amidst all of this, she says, they were asking me, how did you become the first woman vice president? To which she, I hope she replied, you look good in heels. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's it. That's all she's got. You snuggle up to powerful men. They appoint you to be prosecutors. They appoint you to be DAs. They appoint you to be attorney generals. They appoint you to be vice president. In other words, they give it to you. You don't earn it. This is a hollow, empty person. This is a pod person from Body Snatchers. This is a person who said, well, I haven't been to Europe either. When she was asked you know, why she hadn't been to the southern border. This is a person who called herself a top-tier candidate but who was polling fifth in her home state of California and had to drop out of the 2020 <laughs> primary before a vote was cast. She had zero, zero delegates. Okay, Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota got seven delegates. Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii, who nobody in the country's heard of but me. I've heard of her. I like her. She got two delegates. I heard okay? about Kamala her from you. <laughs> had 40 million bucks and got zero delegates because everybody hates her. And she, yet she was handpicked. Because she's a hollow, fake human. She was picked, and I know this is controversial. This might get Denny uh, headlines of Denny the Bull in the Doghouse. But I'm going to tell you the truth. You're not going to hear anywhere else. Are you ready for this? I'm ready, I think. Kamala Harris was picked to be vice president because George Floyd was killed. 
which knocked Klobuchar out of the running. If George Floyd was alive today, Kamala would not be the VP. Klobuchar would be the VP. His death forced Biden to signal that he would pick a minority female so Warren and Klobuchar were out. And that's it. Now, here's the one bright spot about it. Even NPR, completely liberal in its bias, had to admit that Harris has tried to keep the focus away from the border because it doesn't look good, good for her. Yeah. Even NPR had to admit she's been avoiding it. That is, till Donald Trump came in and forced her there. And make no mistake, Donald Trump forced Kamala to the border. You think? Mm-hmm. Denny, that might have been one of your best rants I've ever heard. <laughs> All right, I, if you had good ones, but I love that one. All right. I'm ready for some feel-good news. Let's hear it. All right, this is a story very near to my heart, that a golden retriever who had been missing for two weeks was rescued Tuesday from a bay in New Jersey. Did you say Bay from the Joe Padula show? He stole the dog. Oh, wrong, wrong you know bay. Joe's from New Jersey. Yeah, no, the actual the actual water. But oh, I, I don't oh, know. Joe, oh. Joe may have known the guy. Right. But uh, according to the police, Chunk, that's the dog, was witnessed jumping into the water by two joggers who recognized the dog from flyers that his owners had posted around town. They called police, who practically lassoed the dog and guided him up to the docks. Despite losing twenty pounds and being covered in ticks, Chunk appears happy to have been reunited with his family. You know what's funny is I used to think we had a dog named Chunk because yeah. my dad kept saying, Chunk, come here, Chunk, and, but he was calling me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was my nickname. Could have at least, you know, gotten a stuffed dog or something. He is slimmed down, though, so he's not as chunky. Uh, I think the owner of the dog was slightly confused when remembering the events leading up to his disappearance. Yeah. Yeah, he said, well, we were at the park. I threw the tennis ball in the lake. I said, fetch, boy, and then we just packed up and left. left. So he had no idea how the dog got lost, but... Uh, he did say that the dog has been swimming constantly, yeah. like at the pool at home. Well, they're water it, dogs. Right, yeah. right. They're water dogs. And, and ever since the family watched the DC comic superhero film Aqua Dog <laughs> oh, yeah. a few weeks ago, I can't believe that joke made the cut. We had three of them that didn't, and that one did. That one fell what straight What they didn't tell flat. you in this story is he was also accompanied by uh, another bigger dog and a cat. Trying to get oh back home. God. Wrong Trying movie. to get homeward bound? Yeah, pretty much. I just, so I just that, had to throw that out there. I think the breed should be renamed. I've got two of them, and they do not <laughs> retrieve gold. They don't retrieve anything, in fact. Well, the cops lassoed the dog. I don't know if you heard this, but yeah, they actually yeah. lassoed him and led him to the shore. And I know there are a lot of lakes up in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So my nephew's dog got loose up there, and yeah. he went swimming, too. The Minneapolis police showed up and shot him six times. What? Yeah. The nephew or the dog? It's no surprise that the dog spent <laughs> his free time swimming. As an emergency veterinarian on the scene said that the dog, despite being a lab retriever, has been making a transition and now identifies as a mallard duck. <laughs> Well, speaking of identifying, the first transgender woman to compete in the Olympics will represent New Zealand in the upcoming Tokyo Olympics, which starts on July 23rd. Laurel Hubbard, 43, will compete in the category for women weighing over 192 pounds. And just in time, because I heard that Austria has announced that 73-year-old Arnette, Arnette Schwarzenegger is also <laughs> going to be competing in the women's deadlift. Oh, boy. Well, Hubbard transitioned to female eight years ago at age 35 and has met the International Olympic Committee's requirements, which stipulate that the athlete must declare their gender identity and not change its status for at least four years. In addition, the athlete's testosterone level must stay below 10 nanomoles per liter. Whatever that means. I have no idea. And, and let me guess, uh, the midi-chlorian counts can't be as high as Anakin Skywalker's either. No. 
And avoid burritos for this one so she doesn't get banned for the, <laughs> oh, the competition. burrito thing. Oh, my God. Laurel was apparently pressed by reporters after deadlifting 400 pounds, and she replied to a question in a way that no female athlete has ever answered in the 100-year history of the modern Olympiad. Oh, when asked how she felt after that huge 400-pound deadlift, yeah. she replied, well, my balls hurt. Oh, <laughs> so basically, we've opened the door. For all men to win all the men's gold medals and for the men to now win all the ladies' gold medals, yeah, too. Let's applaud and men beating women. Let's do that. This is progress, Jen, on Planet Moron, maybe. <laughs> you know, I'm glad neither of my daughters are Olympic athletes. I'm glad they're not famous female track stars. That way my son can become a famous female track star. <laughs> I still don't get why a man can't become a woman, which I have no problem with, mm -hmm. but still compete with men. The fact that they all use this to compete with women, in my opinion, makes it a con. Mm -hmm. Because none of them were worth shit competing with men. And that is, that is not an opinion. That is factual. Yes. That really is factual. That exactly. is not headlines with Denny the Bull opinion. That is the facts. How many medals did Laurel win up to age 35? Uh, I think it was zero. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So if Tom Brady said, I'm now a woman, but I'm still going to play in the NFL with men. I'd respect that. I'd yes. respect that more. Yes. I don't respect this at all. This is climbing by stepping on the heads of others. What Even, this does is th diminish sports, which have been so diminished, they're almost irrelevant. This is, this is women putting years and years of work into competing at, at the Olympics like this, only for a male who identifies as a female now to overtake all their dreams and aspirations. Well, even, you know, former, you know, famous former athlete and probably the most incredibly famous transgendered woman in the world caitlin jenner doesn't even think that this is uh this is legitimate so that's right well here's some good news for you for all you pizza lovers out there the slice app is looking for enthusiasts nationwide to connect to local independent pizzerias try their products and write about them users of the app can now sign up to be a part of the pie society which stands for promotion of independence everywhere one person from each of the 50 states will become a state representative responsible for trying as much pizza as they can every week and telling stories about the pizzerias they visit. That actually kind of sounds awesome. I'm about to put my I, application What's in. the app again? I'm downloading. And I'm not telling you guys because I want to get in there first. But yeah. it's, it's the Slice Unfair. app. It's the, the Slice, slice app. app. Fine, fine. I'll share. It's the Slice <laughs> app. Okay. Now, representatives will be paid in pizza, of course, with a year's supply available from over 16,000 locations on the app. In addition, representatives will get a $500 travel stipend to try new pizzerias in their state and a content creation kit to document all of their pizza Ooh. discoveries. So if I was the representative for Tennessee, I would get 500 bucks to travel wherever in the state. That's right. And as long as the store is on the app, mm -hmm. I could say I'm here to try your pizza. Right, that sounds, so, yeah. that sounds pretty cool. I think, and then you get a, then you get a year of free pizza. Like I'm so I in. have tried so many different pizza places in my life that yeah. this would just be so much fun. Because being from Chicago, technically we're known for our pizza, but I've had it so much. I'm like, I want to try pizza from other states. Like, See, I've been stuck on chains. Yeah, the, the past few no, years. Ew. So I don't even know where the best local pizzerias are in Clarksville right now. I, I've had Luigi's, I've had Mario's, both were good. But you know what? Comment your comment in the comments, and I might just try a, a new. Jets is usually good, too. Yeah, Jets but I'm talking good. about who's not the chains. That's true. That's, yeah. that's like Luigi's, is, that's, that's my go-to. That's yeah. my jam. All right. 
Well, in local news, Montgomery County and Stewart County's sheriff's deputies were involved in a high-speed pursuit that included shots being fired at the officers' vehicles. Donald James Robinson, driving a convertible, fled at a high rate of speed after being pulled over on Sunday evening. Robinson fired multiple rounds at deputies from both counties' patrol vehicles during the pursuit. Robinson eventually crashed his car on Calvert Drive. Mm. I thought you were going to say that Robinson hit one of those big globs of concrete we have at every <laughs> intersection and flipped his car upside down. It was bound to happen if he didn't stop, but he is charged with three counts of aggravated assault, two counts of evading arrest, one count of aggravated kidnapping, and one count of driving on a suspended license. He's also charged with one count of drug possession, one count of drug paraphernalia, two weapons charges, one count of property theft, and... Being a fugitive. That's about a $500,000 <laughs> bond a, right there. And a partridge in a pear, pear tree, tree, right? Yeah. Sounds Lord. like Hunter Biden. <laughs> you know, I bet if they look closely, he's got some unpaid parking tickets. I'm out sure there he probably does. His lawyer says they're conceding all of the charges against Robinson. All the charges, except the one about driving on the shoulder of the road, Bruh. because we don't have those. No. <laughs> he didn't spit on the sidewalk either, because... He didn't. Yeah. Litter. We don't have. He those. didn't litter. Did that? I mean, littering curves. The <laughs> they had the dude's mugshot on Clarksville. Now he <laughs> kind of looks like Mickey Rourke. He kind of does <laughs> a little bit. Jen, yeah. do you know who Mickey Rourke is? I do. I do. Yeah, he was in the movie Fantasia. Oh no, that was Mickey Mouse. Mouse. Yeah, wrong. Yeah, wrong Mickey. No, and he's not related to the dude from Fantasy Island. No, that's Mr. O'Rourke. 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 Yeah. yeah. Joy, the jokes just keep getting better. They do. Uh, I'm glad that all the deputies are okay. I'm yeah. sure it was pretty hairy. Uh, they're in a pretty tight spot. Yeah. yeah. And when Mayor Joe Pitts found out about the two of our police cruisers now have bullet holes in them, he recommended we raise everybody's taxes 20% to pay for it. To pay, pay for it. See, this is why I'm glad I got law enforcement to not deal with stuff like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Mayor Joe Pitts and his tax plan, our city council this week voted that the 20 cent property tax increase that had been proposed by the mayor, they voted it down. I'm sorry. All right. Oh, a yeah. good news story. Good job. Now, please tell me that the crash course in economics that I delivered right here at Headlines with Denny the Bull, please tell me it had something to do with this decision. I I want to believe that we're influencers in our community, Jen. Of course we are. Well, it failed seven to six, so it was a very close call. The tax hike had actually passed seven to three last week, however, upon a second reading that included spending specifics, along with two more votes being cast, the measure was defeated. Thus, Clarksville city and county taxes will remain the same. Yes. I was very happy to see that my favorite city councilwoman, Trisha Butler, voted no for this increase. I was very happy to see that. Yeah, good. Well, the proceedings were not without fireworks. However, as councilwoman Karen Reynolds, who voted no, proposed an amendment to increase the tax rate by 16 cents rather than 20 cents. Reynolds proposed reducing funding for Clarksville Police, Fire Rescue, and Parks and Recreation. Fellow can't counts, bleh, I cannot talk today. Fellow Councilman Jason Knight called the amendment quote asinine <laughs> after it was defeated by a ten to three margin. Oh, thank God! You know, Jason Knight voted no on this increase, but then he went on social media and told a whopper. Yeah. About us defaulting on projects because we didn't have the tax increase. The problem with that is, Jason. You don't fund projects going on now with future tax budgets. You funded them with previous tax budgets, or you shouldn't have greenlit them. Uh, you shouldn't have greenlit buying land from a family whose name rhymes with land for event centers, or you shouldn't have bought the Roxy. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, or look at everything going on over in the Sango area with these stupid hotels and condos and we don't have the road infrastructure and it's, mm. it's the city's just a mess. They got a thing a little overextended with our tax dollars after they got elected in 2018, 2020. This city has more cash flowing through it than at any time in its history ever. My man, Mayor Jim Durrett understands this. <laughs> now, for those of our listeners not from Middle Tennessee, we filmed this program in the fifth largest city in Tennessee, which is Clarksville. Close to the fourth, by the way, yes. by next year. Yes. We're about 45 minutes northwest of Nashville. Unless you're driving with Adam, then it's a half hour. It's about a half hour. I drive <laughs> northwest about 90. Of Nashville. Yeah, I drive about 90. Yeah. We're a growing town that was built many years ago by the tobacco industry and which has diversified ever since with a state university, a military base, and many manufacturing facilities spanning from I-24 to the Cumberland River. Mm -hmm. Our population has grown over 50% since the year 2000. Why? Because we have a very small libtard population here. We don't <laughs> and remember, we were rated the number one place to live, live. not long mm -hmm. ago. So we don't have a TV station. We're not hooked on liberal establishment news. In addition, we've got cheap energy, low taxes, a booming house market, a thriving downtown, a diverse population, and a very young average age of 28 years old. Young people spend money. Young people buy things. Young people go out to eat. Young people go shopping into the movies. Young people have sex so much that we have a mattress shop on every corner in this town. <laughs> this is true. To replace so all those broken yeah. box springs. And you got divorce lawyers right next to them. That's weird. Lawyers, mattresses, dentists, and church. <laughs> yeah. So there are people who work in Nashville but can't afford to live there. They yeah. live in Clarksville. Like there everybody. are people who work in Hopkinsville but don't want to live there, live in Clarksville. <laughs> yep. It's no wonder that 140 people a day move to Tennessee because we live the good life and we don't want our taxes raised mm -mm. and we don't need our taxes raised because we're making money like disney world around here <laughs> and thanks to our seven city council members including my favorite That's Trish right. Butler, Trish, Trish, yeah. taxes will not be going up yeah well, thank right. goodness for and, that and it's just a booming town i love it since i moved here in 2018 i i, I don't want to leave for a while i love yeah. this well town. now we're gonna have to have to find something else to complain about online, online. yeah pretty much <laughs> so everybody we live in a society where the right believes that abortion is murder and guns are freedom and the left believes that guns are murder and abortion is freedom I believe that these may be two issues we'll never agree on so let's just agree on the other 98 percent of issues let's agree that Brittany deserves to be happy Hashtag Britney free alone. Britney. That's right. Yeah. Let's agree that wearing a mask on a cruise ship is about as protective as wearing a condom when you're screwing Madonna. That's can just get, silly. Can I get the crab legs, That's please? Just silly. Crab legs? Mm-hmm. Let's agree that Kamala went to the border for one reason, and it wasn't order a cheesy gordita crunch. The cackler. <laughs> she could have done that in Washington. The cackler. Let's agree that Ozzy, the 60-year-old gorilla, thinks those kids at the zoo are just too darn loud. <laughs> R.I.P. Harambe. Right? All right. And uh, let's agree that Adam has a beautiful singing voice, oh. and I'm glad tonight we were able to expose that for everybody. I'm gonna You're welcome. To, I'm, I'm disagreeing That's right. I'm going to tell one. Timmy and Jimmy to write more singing in for Adam. Let's Please. not do it. So anyway, until next week, for Red Pill Jen, for Adam Joseph, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Headlines with Denny the Bull. Ah! Ah!